Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Richmond, WTPS, Petersburg. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Divisional Series Game 1's tonight. Both of them, one in Atlanta, one in Los Angeles. Let's start out in Atlanta. 5.02 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch. It is the Braves hosting the St. Louis Cardinals. The pitching matchup, Miles Miklas for the Cardinals, Dallas Keuchel for Atlanta. Keuchel excited to be making the start. I think it's a new level of, of excitement and anticipation just because all I had known was, was one team before, but with such a rich history and willingness to win for such a long time puts it into a new perspective for me. This will be the first time I'm going to, into the postseason with the with the Atlanta Braves. Game 2, 8.37 p.m. Eastern time. First pitch in Los Angeles. The Nationals are at the Dodgers. That'll be Patrick Corbin for the Nats. Walker Bueller for L.A. Dodgers a favorite at minus 170. Thursday night football in Seattle. The Seahawks hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Both teams are 3-1, and 8.20 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox and the NFL Network. Seattle is now a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Other NFL news with Steven Goskowski. The Patriots placed on injured reserve yesterday with a hip injury. The Patriots will be bringing in Mike Nugent at 37 years old to be their kicker. Nugent beating out six others over the past two days in the search for Goskowski's replacement. Patrick Mahomes, well, more honors to add for him. He was named the AFC's player, offensive player of the month. No surprise. In four games, he threw for 1,510 yards, also threw for 10 touchdowns. The Chiefs are 4-0. Mahomes on pace for over 6,000 yards right now. Kyle Kuzma of the Lakers and Puma. They've agreed to a five-year footwear and apparel endorsement deal. It's expected to be for more than $20 million. I'm Dan Schwartzman. This is NBC Sports Radio. Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 950 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. It's lunchtime at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. And it's time for Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Football. Spiders first and goal at the Fordham 10-yard line. English play action fake. Rolls to his right. Throws. Fessler makes the catch. Dives at the goal line for the Spider touchdown. Charlie Fessler's first Spider touchdown. It's a 10-yard scoring strike from Bo English. Now let's go live to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Huseman. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Very pleasant good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to our next edition of Spider Talk, live from Buzz and Ned's at the corner of Parham and West Broad in Richmond's West End. Bob Black, along with Spider head coach Russ Huseman, appreciate the folks who are already in the house and enjoying lunch with us today and some college and Spider football talk. Still time and room for you to come on out and join us as well. Or we appreciate you tuning in on ESPN Richmond and online at Richmond Spiders. Com. Got a couple of very special player guests, a couple of first-timers coming up today. Redshirt freshman running back Aaron Dykes and true freshman kicker Jake Larson will be with us. First time, obviously, for both of them to appear. Certainly won't be the last time for them to appear with us on the program. They'll join us in the middle segments today. Russ, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, doing fine. All right. Uh, let's get into this. Not the result that we wanted last week, obviously, up at Fordham. What do you sense is the... Uh, for lack of a better word, bounce-back ability of your team. You've seen them now almost through the entire week of practice. Uh, how well do you feel they've prepared and try to bounce back from what happened Saturday afternoon, which disappointed everybody I know that was at that game? Yeah. Uh, we had a good week of practice this week. Uh, we've practiced well most of the year, and, and uh, 
we got to take what we're doing in practice and, and, and take it to the game field and, and execute. And, um, and, and we have to get better as coaches, players, all the way across the board. But, uh, you know, the, these guys, they want to win. They want to play well. Um, and, uh, you know, nobody's packed it in. Nobody's given up. Nobody's quitting. Everybody kind of put their nose at the grindstone and, and went back to work and, and uh, get this thing fixed and get a W. So what were perhaps some of the things that didn't translate from the practice field a week ago to the game field Saturday at Fordham that, you know, led to that 23-16 setback? Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's just starting on the defensive side, giving up the big plays, uh, you know, hurt us a lot, you know, the two big run plays. And, and you know, we just didn't fit gaps correctly. Um, you know, we had been we we had been defending the plays most of the game. Uh, you know, they they didn't have much, and, and you know, all of a sudden you just you get your head out of a gap or you don't do something correctly, and and uh, you know we're committing a lot of people to the running game, and and uh, you know and, and it kind of popped out of there. We chased it down, got it on the ground with some great effort, but uh, you know, we we can't let those things happen. Uh, you know, and and then we came out of coverage one time on their touchdown right before the half. That was a, you know, that was a third, big third down and ten play there, and and uh, you know we didn't, you know we didn't cover our guys on the scramble, and and you know he found him and and, and got it in there right before the half, but uh, you know it was tough. And then offensively, you know we, you know we we had eleven big plays in that game. We you know both threw it vertically down the field, got some big plays, especially to Charlie. Um, you know we 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 caught and ran the ball pretty well for the most part. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, but, you know, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get the, 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 the ball on the perimeter and, and we have to do it. And I talked about this and I, and I've talked about our guy, we got to block better on the perimeter. And, uh, you know, if you want to, if you run, want to run the football, whether you're running the ball and handing it off and running it out there or just flipping it out there. And that's, you know, whenever you throw a ball out there on a bubble or, or a screen to the back, you know, that's basically a running play. And you hope to get them blocked up and, and, and get five or seven yards, you know. And, and we weren't getting anything there. And we've got to do a better job. And our guys understand they have to do a better job on the perimeter. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that. Uh, really appreciate the interaction. Let me pause for a moment here. Uh, we have a good list of email questions today. We have text questions today. We have folks in attendance who have come up and dropped off questions. So we really appreciate that, and that's certainly what makes the show go. So let me pick up on one of our Spider email questions on that, who is, again, asking Russ about what it's going to take to get more blocking more open field yardage on running plays around the perimeter. I know you just talked a little bit about it, uh, and this emailer actually said, as an example, the Packers sweep with pulling guards and leading fullback. It doesn't look like we have enough blockers when we go wide. That's not necessarily accurate, is it? No, we actually, uh, and again, we ran ran the ball uh, to the tight end side Mm -hmm. multiple times and got good gains, actually won potentially, could have been a touchdown, but we pull, you know, we pull a tackle and a, and a backside guard or pull the center. So we pulled two people on it. It was when Bo kept the ball. Aaron actually was out in front blocking for him. And, and, and Aaron will tell you, the, the first one, we got it blocked up beautifully. Uh, Tim Coleman on the backside gets his guy cut down, and the guy, you know, makes an unbelievable – He's he's – bounces right up immediately and continues to run he's the guy that ultimately gets Bo with nobody else in front of him and you know it was a great play by their guy it was still a, it was still a nine yard gain mm-hmm. but you know something like that could pop and then we ran it to the other side and you know Bo got seven or eight on that one um, so yeah I mean those plays it, they're called pin and pull plays you pin them and you pull and and uh, you know we're not afraid to do that we do do that how much are you factoring the wide receivers into this that, you know, they have to be accountable and step up and do their share of blocking as well? Yeah, I mean, we, we have to. I mean, they, um, you know, our game plan was to get the ball on the perimeter. They were pretty, you know, they were pretty stout. They had two inside tackles that were really strong and physical. They had a defensive end who was really physical. Both their inside linebackers, one's a preseason All-American, and the other one was really good too. So we felt like let's get it on the perimeter, and we had chances. We just, you know, we didn't we didn't block real well out there, and and uh, you know they're 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 you know blowing plays up for no gain, two yard loss. When you know if you just get hat on hat, it's on it should be on the safety in a one on one situation, and and uh, 
so uh, we we, we got to block better. We got to coach it better as coaches. Uh, we got to make sure our guys understand the technique and and understand who to block. I mean, there there was you know one that we you know just you know didn't block the right guys, and all of a sudden it's a it's a negative yardage gain, one or two yard loss, and uh, so we ha- we have to do those things. I mean, we're not you know we're not built. You know, we 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 are. I love our offensive line, but you know we're just not the 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 most the biggest and the most physical uh, offensive line. So we have to use their athleticism, and that means you know getting those guys out on linebackers in space and and getting the ball on the perimeter. All right, let me ask another one off of again the email. You guys are making my job easy today. I don't have to think up the questions. That one came from Carolina Spider. This one comes from Steve on the offensive line subject. Seven offensive linemen played at Fordham, including Ryan Cole, who I know you've used both as a tight end when he wears number ninety and as an offensive lineman when he wears number seventy-two. Is there a reason only seven offensive linemen played for the Spider Saturday? Well, normally at that position, it's such a cohesive position. I mean, you get five in there, and, and normally you go with five. I mean, I've I've actually, you know, we've coached, uh, you know, teams before where, you know, really only five play. But, you know, we feel good about a couple other guys. You know, uh, Kate Salyers, you know, is playing good, so he got rotated in. You know, Ryan Cole played mostly at tight end, but he's getting a lot of snaps. And then Foster Singleton, who was our, our sixth guy, has been out the last three weeks uh, uh, with an injury. Uh, hopefully we'll get him back next week. So, you know, we feel like we've got, you know, eight, you know, guys that can, can do the job. But, you know, it, it, a lot of it is cohesiveness, communication. Uh, and so – I you know, I, I just don't think you roll. That's one position. We, you know, we play. You know, we played eight de- uh, eight defensive linemen with only four spots. So we played them all the way across the board. But I think offensive line is a, is a little different animal as far as how many you play. Um, and you know, I, some people may do it differently, but I, I'd say there's a lot of places out there that. They're going to play five or six mm-hmm. and, and go from there. I would say eight would be a significantly high number for us. Just thinking back in memory, that would be a lot of offensive linemen. And as you said, played seven, would have been eight if Foster Singleton had been healthy. So I understand where you're coming from from that. And certainly the cohesive part of that certainly makes an awful lot of sense. So appreciate that question from Steve. One more on the running game right now until we get Aaron up here. And then obviously we'll talk a lot more running game. And this one's a little bit more window dressing of a running backs question and a running game question. This comes from Neil, who's actually here in the restaurant today. Running games usually have names attached to them, like we're a triple option running game or a read option or a power eye or a single back. How would you describe or name the spider running game? It's read option, yeah. I mean, we're a read option. We, you know, we do a lot, and, and, and obviously we talk RPO is part of it. So, you, you know, you're reading, you're either going to hand the ball off based on if it's a zone read, what the defensive end does, you know, whether, the, whether he hands it off or the quarterback keeps it, um, you know, or the RPO part of it where you're reading a linebacker and, you know, if he steps up into the gap, you know, uh, and now the quarterback pulls it and throws the slant or the fade or, or the hitch or whatever it is. So, you know, it, it there's so much RPO in college football right now. Well, obviously, we do it, and, and a lot of people do run RPOs. But, you know, obviously, it's it's a read option. And then, and then you know, we once you do the read option, then, then you got – then you can get it into a triple option type of concept too of whether – you know, and the, the triple option comes into effect when you throw the ball down the field, whether it's bubbles you read, quarterback comes out. If he doesn't, you know, if he's taken, then he, 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 he shuffles it out there to a wide out and combination route. So, you know, the, the triple option is not a typical triple option where, you know, you're under center and, you know, you're going down the line and all those things. But there is an option element when you get it on the perimeter, but we're read option and, and with RPO a part of it. Great questions good to question. get our program. Yeah, really good. Much better when the questions don't come from me, isn't it? Uh, no. Oh, you know, yes, you know it is. Come you, on. I know. And we'll take more. We've got several more that we'll get to in the back half of the program. I want to get to Aaron Dykes and Jake Larson. They'll join us in the middle segments coming up after the commercial break. Uh, certainly time for you to email us or text us if you'd like. Again, the text number is 638 Area code 804-638-9508. You can email us at spidertalk at richmond.edu. All right, we'll take a break. And then running back Aaron Dykes and kicker punter 
writer Jake Larson will join us here at the head table as Spider Talk continues on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Buzz and Dan's Grilled Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Dan's Grilled Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Neds and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. Glen Allen Day is this Saturday at Meadow Farm, Crump Park. The day kicks off at 8 a.m. with a GA 5K run. At 9.30, join the Grand Marshal Henrico County Firehouse Number 15 for a parade on Mountain Road. Festivities include kids' games, music on two stages, food vendors, and 100 arts, crafts, and business booths. Free parking admission and pet friendly. Go to glenallenday.org or call 257-9605. Sponsored by Glen Allen Ruerton Club in association with Henrico County Parks and Recreation. It's the West Coast Showdown you've been waiting for. All day! That's all day! Jared Goff and his Rams head to Seattle to take on Russell Wilson and his Seahawks. Dominate every play! It's Thursday Night Football, an NFC West Showcase match in primetime. Get the action live from CenturyLink Field on 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. You're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Here's the handoff up the middle. Lots of running room in there. That's Dykes to the 30. Cuts outside. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Left sideline. Touchdown. And he didn't step out of bounds. What a run by Aaron Dykes. He'll take that one in, and Richmond expands its lead now to 20 to nothing. 10.58 left in the half. There from our home opener against Jacksonville when Aaron Dykes rumbled 44 yards for that score. Welcome back to the Spider Talk with head coach Russ Huseman. And, of course, Aaron Dykes is one of our guests. That's a way of introducing him with the play-by-play highlight, the redshirt freshman, and our true freshman place kicker, Jake Larson, joining us at the head table as well. So since we played the highlight, let's start there, Aaron. And we had so much talk with Coach Huseman in that first segment about the running game. Where are you guys looking right now to make the most improvement in that running game to get to the second level when you get an opportunity to run it and to get on the perimeter and eventually, of course, the ultimate goal to get in the end zone? Uh, I mean, Coach, he's been touching on it a little bit in the first segment. We just got to do a little bit better blocking on the perimeter, and that comes as the backs, too, when we're split out and we have to block for each other and the receivers when they throw bubbles and stuff to them. And, I mean, as a as an upfront standpoint with the O-line, I mean, they're doing good with the zone running and moving people off the ball and off the spot to make plays. We just have to, in the backfield, have our eyes open and be able to make plays when the opportunity is uh, presented to us. Talk about that a little more. What was going so well at the beginning of the year? Because the Jacksonville game and even the Boston College game, when we stepped up a level in competition the next week, the rushing yards were very good for the Spiders. What was, what was kind of clicking in those first two weeks that you're trying to get back to? Uh, the first two weeks, we just had a lot of physical mindset. I feel like we like knew we went to the season. We wanted to run the ball because the year, like last year, we didn't have such success of running the ball, and we knew this year we needed to do that to be successful on offense. And so, going to those games, we knew that we were going to run the ball, and that's how we wanted to do. We wanted to be a physical offense. And I mean, I don't think anything's changed. We just have to try and get back to that and um, get the ball on the ground with the running back and quarterback and throwing it out wide to the receivers because the. As Coach Huseman said, the bubble game is an extension of the running game. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be physical on the perimeter and up front to continue to run the ball well. Russ, how much do you look back at those first two games and say this is what was working and show these guys where they got to get back to? Because the rushing numbers in Jacksonville and Boston College were very good. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think we got to, you know, we, we've, we've actually, and again, I, I don't want to use it as a crutch, but we've been banged up up front offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably not, none of them right now are 100%, not a single one. You know, Bob said upon he's been in and out with the hip flexor. Uh, you know, we got a couple shoulders, and Joe had the Achilles. So we are, other than Clayton, Clayton's banged up too. So, you know, these guys are, are fighting and toothing. I mean, uh, you know, we are really healthy. We we're coming off the ball in, in even the first two games. And, and these guys have been banged up a little bit. We got to hopefully get them healthier. I think they're getting healthier. But, um, you know, where we can – you know, establish some more inside run game stuff. And, you know, we've, we've kind of made the decision, let's get it on the perimeter and, and whether we're going to pitch it on the perimeter, whether we're going to, you know, run the sweep to the perimeter and, you know, and, and give the, you know, let those guys use their athleticism and not just have to, uh, you know, overpower people inside. But, uh, um, you know, I, I think with, with our offense, we got to get it on the perimeter. We got to, you know, get these guys in space. And, and then, but also, I mean, a couple of his best runs were in between the tackles. I think he had, you know, two big runs in there that, that were excellent runs and, and right inside a tackle there. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we just got to continue to, to, to pound it in there and run the football. What was the feeling like on that? highlight run that we played coming back from commercial air on the 44-yard run against Jacksonville. And how much in the back of your mind is, I got to get back to that feeling. That that felt really good. I, I got to get back to that. Uh, it felt pretty good because that's the first long run I've had really since high school. I mean, last year I had a couple of decent runs, but I, never, I haven't had one of that for a touchdown, at least being here. Uh, I mean, we did like every game I go into go into with the mindset, like, I got to do that to like be successful on the ground and like help open up things in the air. And it's just it's just a mindset. So I got to keep keep focused and keep doing what I can do to help the team. Uh, do you believe in good karma? Yes, sir, I do. All right, because Matt McAllister, our football PR guy, just uh, whispered in my ear electronically, whispered in my ear, texted me that the last two offensive guys we've had on this program have scored a touchdown the next week. So is that good karma for you? Are we looking for that Saturday afternoon? Yes, sir. Hopefully that's the goal to get the end this week. Yes, sir. We will be glad to take a little bit of the credit for that if, if you guys on <laughs> the offensive lineman uh, can pull that off. You, you alluded to the, the, the games you played last year. How much is that helping you this year when you're still technically a freshman, now a redshirt freshman, but able to use that rule to your advantage where you played in those four games last season? It's kind of gave me like an advantage this year because I don't have to get used to the game speed or anything. Like It's like if I didn't play last year, I'd be getting used to the game speed because it is a lot faster than high school. But that that really helped me because playing in the JMU game is a high-level game. And so like when we go out there against the Fordhams and everybody else, I'm like, I played against JMU and I've played against these teams. I can I can compete and I'm not I'm not as nervous as what I, what I'd be if it was my first year. Was there ever a point last year where you were like, hey, let let's just keep going and not not waste my red shirt. Let me just play. Or was this all kind of mapped out and it worked out according to the to the game plan? I mean, it, I'm I mean, I'm a competitor and I and I want I would do whatever the coach told me to do, like whether it was continue to play through the year or not. I was just I knew what they said and I was enjoying every bit of it, taking advantage of opportunities I got. I'll give you the opportunity on the back end now as well because you saved that yes, year yes, and now sir. we got you for four more uh, full seasons yeah, as well. And, and, and he's going to – yeah, turn, turn my mic up over there. <laughs> I would um, say he's too busy eating, but he's not eating yet. So, Yeah, we had a conversation after the Elon game. That was his fourth game, and right. I went up and spoke to him and his parents, his dad, and, and uh, you know, I said, we're going we're gonna to save his redshirt year. We're going to put him on the shelf. And uh, – and I, I think your dad was pretty happy about that, yes. um, and you probably were too. But uh, I said, uh, I said, but I'm just telling you right now, you, you're gonna you're gonna take your fifth year at the University of Richmond, and they both said yes. So if he does not take his fifth year at the University of Richmond, you know, with all this transfer portal gar- garbage going on, y'all know that they, they went back on their word, him and his dad. <laughs> That's a reverse. Or I'd have kept playing you. That's a reverse <laughs> recruiting pitch right there. You know what? That is, is a reverse recruiting it pitch. It is. But you have a big smile on your face, so I think you're going to be true to your word. I yes, do. Sir. All right. Uh, a guy that we're not saving for a fifth year right now because he's too valuable to your team is the guy to your immediate right, and that's Jake Larson. Has he even done more than you thought he would this season, Russ? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, no question. You know, for a freshman to come in and – and and to kick the ball like he's kicked the ball, you know we had, we had a good feeling. And I let him talk to you about the recruiting part of it, and yep. let let him kind of go over how it all kind of unfolded with him. But uh, 
you know, because he's got a great background. He, he you know, the, the high school he went to is tremendous. So, uh, you know, there was, the, we, we kind of had a good feeling, but you never know about, about kickers. I mean, you don't know what, how they're going to turn out or what kind of what, what they're going to do. And um, so it's 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 like probably like left-handed pitchers. You never know about those guys. Uh, so. But we're thrilled to have him, man. He's done really good. All right, well, let's start there, Jake. Let's talk. And we've told the story, obviously, on the air that you had an opportunity to go to the FBS level and a scholarship opportunity came from Richmond, and we're obviously thrilled that you chose the scholarship opportunity at Richmond. But take us through that entire process, your thought process, how all that unfolded that you're sitting here wearing that sharp-looking red spider polo shirt right now. Yeah, so it was kind of a crazy uh, crazy road for me getting to Richmond, but um. Yeah, around uh, right after my senior season, Baylor was uh, looking for a kicker, and so Baylor came out to Baltimore and watched me kick a little bit, and they decided to go with another kid. So a few months later, I decided to ke- commit to the University of Buffalo as a preferred walk-on. And um, right before spring break, Coach Maffei, our special teams coordinator, who was at Baylor when they recruited me, um, came to Richmond, and Coach Huseman told him to go out and get a kicker. So Coach Maffei called me up one day. He actually texted me on Twitter and asked if I was interested in a scholarship, and I said yes, and a few days later, I was down on an official visit and committed the next day, so. How difficult is that decision to make to go to an FBS school, no scholarship, walk on, or come to a solid FCS program, scholarship opportunity to play right away? How long did it take you to kind of balance those two? Um, it honestly didn't take too long. Uh, after meeting with Coach Huseman and finding, finding out about the scholarship offer, um, it was kind of a really big deal for me to get a scholarship because lots of kickers go preferred walk-on. It's pretty hard to get a scholarship. And just be able to get a scholarship for me and my family, it was a pretty big deal. So um, it was a pretty easy decision. And, Russ, at Richmond, it's a pretty big deal when we offer a kicker a scholarship because there aren't as many scholarships at the FCS level at FBS, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't make a mistake, and uh, you know because you know you you got the the limited numbers, and we have a set number for our specialists and and how we're going to handle that. Um, but uh, you know, we really we watched film on him. We really liked him. We had nothing but great things said about him, and and I think the Baylor connection really helped a lot too to make us feel good about you know, extending an offer. But, you know, a couple other things, too, now is, is you know, he's had a great he, – he's, he's, he's an excellent student. Um, he values an education, and he's had a tremendous academic place, too, and I think that may be part of it. Um, the other thing is he'd be uh, probably freezing here in the next three weeks up there in Buffalo, <laughs> kicking into the wind all three the days, time. Three days, maybe, not yeah, three weeks. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so there were a lot of lot of things. And, you know, and, and, and it was neat that he went to a high school that he went to, St. Francis, and tremendous football powerhouse. And uh, so, I mean, there, there, it couldn't have worked out better for us. Aaron talked about the speed of the game and how much better it is for him because he played in those four games last year and understands it this year. For a kicker and or a punter, which you are now both, is there a speed of the game that you had to get adapted to that was different than high school? Um, I think a little bit. Uh, it definitely helped being at St. Francis, um, playing a lot of big games on ESPN and stuff like that. Um, but all my coaches and teammates have done a great job about um, making my role pretty simple, just go out there and kick the ball. So yeah. <laughs> you make it oversimplified there. It's a lot harder than that. I think. I think. Well, we, he was over yeah. he, he, the other day in practice. He was over there practicing his drops. And 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 what what do I tell you when you punt the ball? I just hit it fat. Hit it hard. I said hit, kick the crap out of the ball. That's all I say. I said just. Kick, just hit it hard, man. And he's over there practicing drops. And I said, what are you doing, man? You're not dropping. I just want you to just swing that leg and just drive the ball. And, and he's done a great job with it. He'll only – he'll get better and better and better. Now, he's he's actually hit some punts that he's turned them over. I mean, even I'm in practice where, I mean, that thing, like a rocket. And uh, – but, um, you know, he just, he just got to just keep kicking like he's kicking it. Well, there's another one that I've been here a long time, and I'm trying to think back of a guy who we had who regularly did both the place kicking and the punting. And I'm still scratching my my balding head a little bit to try and find that. We've had some guys who've done it interim, temporary, but not full-time the way you're doing this, Jake, to be the place kicker and the punter. Now, you had some experience with that in high school, didn't you? Uh, Yes, sir. I did both uh, punting and kicking in high school. 
So that definitely helped in the transition to doing both here. So How many times you punt in high school your senior year? Uh, senior year, I only punted three times. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it had been a while since I punted in the game. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't find that on film. <laughs> That's simply a result of the offense, obviously, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, what are the challenges there where you do have to make sure you're ready to go, whether they're calling field goal, whether they're calling punt, whatever they're calling out there on the field? Yeah, just always staying in the game, um, never taking a snap off, just always staying close to the coaches, close to Coach Maffei, and just always being ready for that third down where I have to punt or kick a field goal. Um, what's the chemistry like with your long snapper, your holder? How did all of that come together for you being here in your first year? Yeah, it's been really good so far. Um, Joe Mancuso, he's probably one of the best holders in the country. He does a great job holding for me. And then um, Shooter does a great job snapping the ball back there. So... Um, getting up here early in the summer definitely helped with the chemistry as well. I was able to get a lot of holds with Joe, so it's been good. What makes a good holder? That might sound like a dumb question, but what makes for a good holder for a kicker? Um, athleticism, hand-eye coordination. Joe just gets the ball down there really quick. He always gives me laces out, always gives me a good uh, good hold. So yeah. All right, let's take a break. We're right at the bottom of the hour. More coming up. We're going to find out how Aaron Dykes wound up here at Richmond a little more than a year plus ago at this point, and more with Jake Larson and Coach Usman and some more questions uh, from our audience and uh, interactive online as well. Coming up as Spider Talk continues, we're on 99.5 and 102.7 FM, 9.50 AM. That's ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Make a big play with huge savings from Food Lion this tailgate season. Score fan favorites for your pregame party like chips and dip, fresh-cut fruits and veggies, ice-cold drinks, and savory snacks. Plus, you'll find all your grilling essentials so you can cheer on your favorite team, all at affordable prices. Our low prices make it easy to put together a game-winning spread for tailgating with friends and family. Food Lion has everything you need to kick off your pregame party. This is our home. That's our Food Lion. Buy your next SUV from Luck. Did you know that there are six different SUVs to choose from at Luck Chevrolet? From the economical tracks to the people-hauling Suburban, Luck has an SUV to fit your needs, including the return of the all-new Blazer with six different trim levels for true personalization. See all the models online at LuxChevrolet.com. Call 798-9261 for details. Then go to Lux Chevrolet for a test drive. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. This NASCAR update is brought to you by Virginia Urology online at URO.com. Just 12 drivers are left behind for the 2019 Monster Energy Cup Championship following Chase Elliott's win at the Roval in Charlotte on Sunday. He led 35 laps to edge Alex Bowman for his third win of the year and is now six in points, trailing leader Kyle Busch, then Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, and Kevin Harvick. This weekend, the series heads to Dover for action Sunday afternoon. This NASCAR update is brought to you by Virginia Urology online at URO.com. Tired of taking pills for enlarged prostate or BPH? Pills do work, but over time they may not work as well or get you tired of the side effects. Virginia Urology now offers a new solution. The Urolift. The Urolift is an outpatient procedure. No cuttings required or removing prostate tissue, and it's covered by Medicare. If interested, visit Virginia Urology at uro.com or call 330-9105. That's uro.com or call 330-9105. Your radio home for Baltimore Orioles baseball all season. This is Trey Mancini, and you're listening to 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The lunch hour is going fast, and so is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. But there's still time for more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman, live on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. It'll be a 37-yard field goal attempt for Jake Larson, who's long of the year, is 45. Out of Joe Mancuso's hold, snap back, the ball is down, the kick is up, and it's through the uprights. Jake Larson. Remains perfect. He's now four for four in field goals, and he puts the first points of today's game on the board. This will be a 41-yard field goal attempt for Jake Larson. Good snap, good hold. Larson's kick has plenty of distance, and it's good. Man, has he been good. Jake Larson drove it through with plenty to spare. And there's the three that the Spiders need on the board to make it a one-possession game. 
We're going to talk a little bit more about that strategy from the end of that play-by-play call a little bit later on the show today on Spider Talk because I did have an email question about that. But first of all, Jake, I don't want you listening to anything you just heard. All right? You look and sound like a level-headed kid, right, Coach? You don't listen to any of that. Obviously, my mic's not on again, (laughs) so you didn't hear me say he is. But... Yeah, he is level. So don't don't listen to any of that. No broadcaster's jinx uh, coming here. We had that last week with Charlie Fessler. That worked out okay. There was no jinx there. There'll be no jinx here. But let me ask you this before I I get back to Aaron in a moment. And I don't even want to talk about the field goals. The one punt last week when you had to go up and get the snap, the one time there had been an errant snap, what's kind of going through your eyes and your mind as that ball is coming to you? Because that young man was a heck of a play even to just come up with the football, let alone kick it. Yeah, a lot of it was reaction. Just go up, uh, try to grab the ball. But um, just we've practiced a lot in practice with Coach McFaze, really emphasized practicing bad snaps and what we're going to do. So just uh, running back there, grabbing the ball, making sure to turn around, look and see if people are coming. And if I have time, just get the ball off and kick it. So, uh, yeah, Coach McFaze done a great job coaching us up in practice about that. Russ, I thought that was one of the more athletic plays that you would see, particularly out of a punter. No question. I mean, and you say particularly out of a punter, but – He's a good athlete I now. He really that. is. Um, but uh, it's like yeah, I mean, particularly out of a catcher who runs well. The the one thing is, you know, to 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 make the play, and he had to go way up and get that thing, and, and gather himself. But to have the presence to get it, you know, it was it ended up a thirty six yard kick, yeah. and if it wouldn't hit one of our guys, probably would have been a forty six to fifty yard kick right there. And uh, you know, for him to do that, you know, most of the time you hope you get it off and you you, you get you know, a 25-yard kick out of it. But, uh, I mean, he, he hit it pretty good, and it was rolling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we would have got more, uh, more yardage on that one. But uh, um, great, I mean, great athletic ability to go up and get that thing. Yeah, you had a, had a great day Saturday at Fordham, and we know that's, gonna, that's certainly going to continue. All right, Aaron, uh, Jake told us the story about he wound, how he wound up at the University of Richmond. Uh, how about taking us back a little more than a year or so and how you wound up from Knoxville, Tennessee, at the University of Richmond. Well, I mean, at the time, I was I was being recruited. My top three were like Holy Cross, Richmond, and ETSU, which ETSU is where my dad played football at. So they were they were, and it's only a couple hours from my house. So they were always at my high school and at my house recruiting me. And so it was like, at the same time, I was like, because my head coach went there too, also. So I was like, <laughs> do I go there and follow in their footsteps, or do I go off somewhere else and do my own thing? And it was like it was a Monday morning, and school got canceled from snow. And and my dad came in my room and was like, "Hey, Coach Huseman's here." And I was like, "I was like, well, I was like, what?" And so I came downstairs, and I like I did I just woke up, and Coach Huseman's at the house, and he and he hung out and talked to us for a little bit and everything. And like I was supposed to go to Holy Cross that Saturday, and he was like, "What are you doing this week?" I was like, "I'm going to Holy Cross." He was like, "Holy Cross over Richmond," and I was like, and I started thinking he left, and as soon as he left, I was like. I think I'm going to go to Richmond. <laughs> it was, it was like, because, like, my big thing was wanting to be wanted. Like, I wanted to feel like I, they wanted me to come. And, I mean, ETSU was showing that. But, I mean, the fact that Coach Huseman came to my house personally, drove six hours to come see me, it made me really feel like they wanted me to come. So, after that, I was like, there's no doubt I want to go, go play for Richmond. What do you remember, Coach Huseman, from that experience? And are you literally just showing up on their doorstep unannounced to talk to a kid who's still three-quarters asleep? <laughs> We do about anything to get good players. <laughs> the, the one thing I remember most about the, the recruiting process uh, uh, with Aaron was where I was when he called to say he was going to commit to us. And I was with Sparky Woods, and we were in Alabama, as a matter of fact. And, and you know, Sparky, you know, we, we were leaving a high school and going out to the car. We were driving together, and, and uh, Sparky said, hey, uh, Aaron called. I, I, I think he's going to commit. And, and you probably remember that, too. And, and uh, you know, the excitement level, you know, when you get a really good player. Because we thought, you know, we, we knew it was going to be tough to beat East, East Tennessee State. I mean, there were a lot of ties there. It was close to home. Um, thank, you know, thank goodness he was smart enough to pick Richmond. <laughs> but did you really show up on their doorstep? Unannounced. I remember that visit morning. waking him up. I, I I can't remember if it was unannounced or not, but I, I don't know you if may, we'd have done that you, one. You may have told my dad. I we, probably did. We were, yeah, we were supposed to be in school, <laughs> so like I was. That's there. right. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, got, that's school exactly got canceled. Right. So yeah. Were you heading to the school and then all of a sudden had to divert because uh, there was no school? I can't, I can't remember, but your dad didn't know we were coming by, yeah, and he, I remember him waking up and coming down. Yeah, um, your dad's a high school uh, football coach as well. How much has that influenced? 
uh, your career to this point? How much did he kind of coach you up as well? I mean, he's he's coached me since I was, since I've played, and I mean, I think it's been great for me because like I've I've learned a lot from him because he also played college football, and so like I feel like my football IQ is higher than than it should be at this time because I've been around the game so much, and my dad's always put me around it, and in high school he's just. I mean, even he didn't coach my position, but even when I messed up, he was never he was always the first one to beat me on the sideline and let me know I messed up. So it's been a good experience. It's kinda of got me ready for like what coaches could be like here. Like I'm not always gonna just get what I want. So like he was always there to make sure he I knew I messed up. So All right, let's finish up with you guys. We'll let you finish lunch and as I said, I got a couple more emails and text questions for Coach Usman in, in the final segment coming up. Uh, what's it going to take, guys, to turn this thing around? Nobody likes losing. You come from successful high school programs. Uh, what can you do individually, and what collectively are you guys doing uh, to try and turn this thing around and get a win Saturday against Albany? Aaron, I'll start with you and the Spider offense. Uh, offensively, I mean, we just got to we got to trust the system. We can't we can't go out there doubting anything that the coaches tell us or the person next to us. We got to know when we line up that I got to know that Joe or Bo is going to know what to do with the ball, and I got to trust the O line is going to do what they're going to do in Bo too. And then we got to trust the receivers to catch the ball, and at the same time we got to trust the coaches to get us the right plays, which we know they will. And we just got to have we got to believe really. We got to play hard, play play hard every play, and just leave it out there on the field. What are you getting out of the leaders of this team, the upperclassmen? And we've had them on this show, and they've talked about it. So I'm not talking behind their backs here at all uh, how are they helping to get to that point they're really making sure everyone's staying focused they're not letting anyone get off track they're making sure everyone's focused like is is get in or get out right now so i mean if if you want to be on the football if you want to be on the field with us we know you're gonna get get 100 from everybody that's what they're really preaching right now all right jake how about from your perspective because you can be a difference maker we've seen that it could have been that way saturday it's certainly going to happen somewhere down the road where you will be you come from a high school program that won a lot of football games um what's your kind of mindset to help this team get back to their winning ways um yeah as far as special teams i think we just need to keep getting better every week i feel like from the beginning of the season to now every week it's been better and better um coach Usman talks a lot about winning the hidden yardage so just getting our job done always winning the hidden yardage and uh, I trust that the offense and defense with Mo and all of them will get th- will do their job as well. So just do our job, and I think we should start winning. Hey, you kind of alluded to the one part of your game that I hadn't brought up yet, and that was the kickoffs. Uh, what's the feeling that a kicker has when you're able to kick that ball into the end zone consistently? And I will tell you, that's obviously an area we have not had a lot of consistency over the years. Uh, my partner, Chris Anderson, hypes on it every single week how important it is, especially, and Russ, you can comment on this, at the FCS level when a lot of your starting players are on that kick team, and if you can put the ball in the end zone, it kind of gives them one less play that they have to worry about. What's that feeling kind of like for you and how important it is? Yeah, it feels really good to kick a ball through the end zone um, just to be able to help our kickoff team out and kind of give them a little bit of rest. They are sprinting down the field every every play, so just to be able to help them out a little bit and put the ball in the end zone for them is it's a, it's a big deal for you. I am going to ask you about one more play from the Fordham game on Saturday. How close did you come on that pooch kick to making that happen. I know you had practiced it all week. Coach Usman had talked about it. Uh, take me through that process. Um, yeah, well, all week we practiced it. It went smooth. The coach did a great job of identifying that and setting us up for success in that. And um, I just hit a little bit too hard, and that was on me. But next time we'll get it done. But, Russ, it does give you some options on special teams now, doesn't it, when you've got a guy who is that prolific, no matter what you ask him to do. Yeah, dude's good. I mean, he's good. Um, and again, I, you know, he did, he caught it just a little bit, and and probably part of it's on me because, you know, the the only thing, and I was so confident we had practiced it, and he done he did an unbelievable job. And the only thing I, I said, uh, the only thing I said to the kickoff team because I was really I was calm because I I knew we we're gonna. I said, Tyreek, man, you got to catch the ball. And and realistically, I, I should have you know should have patted him on the shoulder and said, Hey, listen, Jake, you know, don't try to overkick this yeah. thing. Just get it. Just get. And and I didn't. And, uh, you know, so, you know, th- those are things – he's a freshman. I mean, th- that's something that I should have done. You know, I should have walked up to him and kind of just – you probably hyped up for it, weren't you? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, but, you know, I, I was so confident in, in, in the play to work and for him to execute that the only thing I said was, Tyreek, you got to catch this ball, man. And that's all – and uh, so, you know, you know, I think if I would have probably walked up and just kind of said, "Hey, listen, we're going to do this," and you know, just you know, take don't don't get overhyped. He probably would have. I mean, he he'd done. But what a, what a game! I mean, yep. he, he 
he did everything he could to help us win a football game, man, and he was tremendous. Keep so, doing what you're doing, Jake. Keep doing yes, what you're keep doing. Keep doing man. what you're doing, and it's touchdown week for you, yes, Aaron sir. Dykes. Yes, keep sir. the string going here at Spider Talk. All right, fellas, thanks. Aaron Dykes, Jake Larson, our special player guest. We'll come back with some questions for Coach Usman in our final segment of Spider Talk, live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, West Broad and Parham Road. Hope you'll be a part of the show when we come back next Thursday as well. And we'll come back with our final segment after this on the Spider Sports Network. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Ned's and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. CBS Tonight has all new comedy. First on a new mom, new husband versus daughter. Who will mom choose? You agree with whoever speaks to you last. He's got a point. Then everyone's talking about one name in comedy. Carol. 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 And what are they saying? I couldn't stop laughing. Emmy winner Patricia Heaton and Ashley Tisdale star in Carol's second act. When I tell people my mom became a doctor in her old late middle late middle age new cbs tonight after a new mom right now the home depot makes replacing your old carpet easy with more styles and colors to choose from there's no better time to buy with free installation on any carpet purchase of 499 dollars or more all by licensed local pros backed for life today is the day for doing and saving with free carpet installation only at the home depot more saving more doing for a limited time, $4.99 minimum purchase required, typically $6.99. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Valid through November 6, 2019. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS Tonight. There's one new drama dozens of critics have two words for. Must watch. Wow. What do you want from me? They're calling evil, chilling, classically elegant, and thought-provoking. We want you to help us investigate unexplained phenomena. I didn't know that was a job. It is. It's masterful. The show you have to see. The best thing out there this season. So, what are we watching? A new evil. Tonight, only CBS. Hey, this is Tugach. Join me weekdays, 10 to 1, on the Dan Levitard Show. Now on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Russ Huseman. I really appreciate Aaron Dykes and Jake Larson. Great conversations with both of them. It's certainly not the last time you're going to hear from them on this program and with Spider Football, that's for sure. Uh, We've had some really good questions come our way today. Got a couple more to get to before we get to the end of the show. And again, Albany on Saturday at 2 o'clock. We haven't even talked about the Great Danes yet. They're coming off a very impressive win, high-scoring win over William & Mary last week. 638-9508 to text us a question. uh, And you can also email us, spidertalk at Richmond. 
Edu, as Steve did with this one. And since Jake was up here as one of our guests, Russ, this is a little bit of strategy here. But um, Steve writes in and says, Jake Larson got us two field goals. That's great. They both came on, or three in the game, but two of them came on fourth and one situations. Curious why you didn't attempt to maybe run for a first down in either of those cases. Do we need to get a bigger back in the backfield to help us block in situations like that. But the gist of the question is, why the field goals on those two fourth and ones? Well, I, I think the first field goal wasn't fourth and one, and I wanted to get points right off the bat. Um, that was the start of the second half. It was 10-10. Well, the, no, right. the, no, the first um, – you know, the first field goal we hit to make it three right, nothing. Right, yeah. not I mean, that. I, one, I don't think that. I think that, that was, was that was fourth and long. Yeah, that was, that fourth, was fourth and long. long. So that was a no brainer. Um, the first the, one the, of the second half. was – The first one in the second half, that was a that was a call that you, you know I just kind of had a feeling we needed points. I wanted to get points and uh, you know try to get the momentum back and made that decision. Now that you could have gone either way on that, in my opinion. The last one was a no brainer. You got you got to kick that one. Um, because you, you needed know, two scores. Yeah, I needed right? two scores. So uh, we, we either way, so we had to kick that one. So we kicked that one. And obviously we had two other opportunities to, you know, one was, you know, with five minutes to go in the game, we, we threw the interception in. And the last one was a two-minute drive where we had a chance to win the game, tie the game. Does it at all change your mindset when you got a kicker who is solid and as confident as you are in him when you have to make decisions on fourth and whatever? It might be fourth and two or fourth and three, and you know you've got a guy who's relatively close to automatic. Well, right now he is automatic on field goals. Yeah, I mean, it makes you, uh, makes you want to kick. I mean, it kind of pulls you that, that way because you know you're going to get points. Uh, so, you know, but, but again, it's it, it, it's hard. I mean, those are decisions that you got to make. You know, you never know how the game's going to play out. Um, the bottom line is, we kick too many field goals. I mean, I know he's three for three, and, and he loves to kick field goals. But uh, I hope he'd rather kick extra points. And uh, we, when we get down there, we got to we got to score yep. touchdowns and can't can't settle for field goals. All right, next one comes from Larry from uh, an email, spidertalk at richmond.edu. Coach, it seems like we've become a little thin at the linebacker position, and you can talk a little bit about why. Will we be playing more true freshmen at that position moving forward? Well, the only true freshman healthy we're playing, He's playing. Tristan Wheeler. He's playing really well. <laughs> uh, the rest of them are all hurt um, and uh, are not expected back. Uh, anytime soon and then the redshirt freshman phil o'connor's hurt not expected back anytime soon uh we had six six linebackers out um and so we're down to down to a total of four and we were worried about billy last week he didn't practice all last week billy coggle uh so it's a it's a thin spot right there uh and, and you know it's just you know Noah Holmes, we think, is going to be a great player. Uh, you know, he had hip surgery, both hips done with labrums, and uh, we think he's going to be tremendous. Uh, we hope towards the end of the year we can get him a few games uh, and not burn a red shirt. Xavier Marshall is going to be uh, a tremendous football player. Um, you know, and he just, you know, he had a little knee issue that he'll be out probably for six weeks. I, we, we won't get him back, but he played in the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in practice, I mean, he, he looks he looks like the real deal. Um, and then Tristan Wheeler, who is uh, – I mean, you, everybody's watched him. Uh, dude's a ball player. Exactly. Man. Uh, he, he loves the game. He knows how to play the game. As a freshman, he's not making mistakes. Uh, that, that kid is tremendous. So we got, we got three freshmen that are just – lights out uh we think are going to be just as good as anybody uh that we've had in a long time and uh and then you know we got to get phil o'connor healthy uh uh, so i you know it's it's tough but uh to answer question uh we probably won't be playing any more freshmen anytime soon here all right uh dude and ball player that's a great way to describe tristan wheeler i think that that Hits a home run on that one. Tristan, we and, and, and I, we got to get him on here one Absolutely. of these days too. Yes, but, and I, he can tell you. I mean, he he like our trainer says that that like he he Joe lifts at night and Tristan's in there stretching, 
every time I walk down to the training room, he's in either the cold tub or the hot tub. Um, I asked him the other day, I said, what time do you go to bed because of morning practice at 9.30? And he's probably making a 4.0 right now. That kid, that kid knows – and he was actually – I think I probably told you this. He, was, he watched more film than anybody in the summertime while he was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, so he's a ball-playing Jesse, and uh, <laughs> uh, we're excited to have him. All right, last question from uh, the audience today. This came from Ben. Um, is there even more of an emphasis right now on special teams until the offense really gets going? How much would a punt return for a touchdown or a kick return for a touchdown really kind of help things at this point? Well, the kick return, we've got to give uh, Aaron some room. I mean, this, he can take one to the house. He, he showed last year he was really good at JMU it. JMU game. He's yeah. really good at it. Um, uh, we've got to give him some room. You know, we haven't. We actually haven't had many returns. Uh, a lot of a lot of them are kicked in the end zone, or you know, or have had to be fair caught. So, uh, I, how many we got? Seven returns this year, I think. Only seven yeah. in, in four games, which isn't a lot. That means people are kicking the end zone, and uh, so. But we got to we got to get him some room. Uh, punt return. Um, you know. I think if we can get Charlie going, if we can get him some room there, uh, he can be effective at it. Uh, you know, most of the time, you on punt return, you hope you get him, but it's a it's a flip of a coin. You know, based on all they have to do is have you know one guy. If one guy comes clean, he can make him miss and catch the ball, and then have time to make him miss. If a guy comes loose with your punt returner, you got to fair catch yeah. it. And, and uh, you know, we got the kick catch interference. Charlie didn't fair catch that one. That probably. And I, I walked up to him the other day in practice. I said, "Charlie, you probably should have fair caught that ball, right?" He went, "Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah." He's on our podcast, and uh, we talked to him about that a little bit yeah. this week as well. So he's learning. He was in here last week or two weeks ago, whichever. And he's yeah. still learning that that trait. Uh, that, that trade of the game, certainly. All right, quick comment. Give us a scouting report on Albany. This is a team that's putting a lot of points on the board right now, Coach. Yeah, they are. Uh, they got really, really good wide receivers. Uh, I think they got one that's probably leading the league in uh, or first or second in the league uh, in receptions or, or uh, receiving yards. And they got another one who's right behind him. The quarterback is a redshirt freshman, big uh, good-looking dude with a great arm, throwing it really well. Uh, they got two backs that are tremendous. I think the the one back's the second in the league in yeah. rushing. Mo four. Um, yeah. yeah, he's really good. And then uh, uh, they're they're really good up front, solid. And then defensively, they're a pretty physical team. Uh, you know, but you know, th- th- you know, hopefully, you know, we we can use some athleticism on them. Uh, but they're solid. I mean, there's. They're a good football team. They're playing well. I think they're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, Albany, 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. It is family weekend at Robbins Stadium. We are expecting a big crowd out there. I think there are a few tickets uh, still remaining, richmondspiders.com, or stop by the Robbins Center ticket office uh, as well, or one eight seven seven spider one All right, Coach, thank you for being with us this afternoon. A really good show. And, again, thanks to Aaron Dykes and Jake Larson, as we said, a couple of freshmen uh, who have not made their only appearance on this show. I'm sure they'll be back many, many yep. times. Yep, appreciate it. All right, thank you, Russ. Uh, Matt McAllister, thanks for getting them here. Mitchell Bradley over there on the other side producing. Matt Jones is producing in our ESPN Richmond studios. Our coverage starts on Saturday at 1 o'clock with our UR football tailgate show, 1.30 pregame show, the game at 2, and we're on NBC Sports Washington Plus on television Saturday as well. Talk to you from Robin Stadium. Thanks for being with us today from Buzz and Ed's Real Barbecue. You've been listening to Spider Talk with head football coach Russ Huseman, live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Join us for lunch and Spider Talk Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m. throughout the college football season. This has been a live presentation from Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties and ESPN Richmond on the Spider Sports Network. From opening night to Super Bowl 54 in Miami, don't miss a second of the NFL this season. Hi, this is Kevin Kugler of Westwood One. Join our crew each week for the best in primetime NFL action. Sunday, Monday, and Thursday night football. The NFL's biggest stars shine on the brightest stage. Westwood One is the exclusive national radio home of the NFL, and it's right here.
Richmond's 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Have you ever watched a game and wished you could share your thoughts right then and there on the radio? Now you can with the new ESPN Richmond voicemail. Available 24-7. Just dial 638-9508 and leave us a message with your thoughts. It can be during the game, after it's over, at work, middle of the night, or whenever it's convenient for you to call. We'll play back your calls during the Black and True Sports Huddle. Weekday mornings 8 to 10. Just another way you can always stay connected to 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg.